0: a Radio 191 FM podcast Chief Ombudsman Peter Bocher has labeled the usage of CCTV cameras in Otago Corrections facility as unacceptable and completely inappropriate The inspection carried out in October 2020 found cameras covering private areas in the prison and footage of prisoners undressing, showering and going to the toilet raising the issue of human rights violations of incarcerated people in Aotearoa I spoke with Dr. Fairley Gilmore, Senior Lecturer in Criminology and Gender Studies at the University of Otago about the unethical use of CCTV hardware in prisons, the benefits and drawbacks of this technology, and what we need to consider when it comes to surveillance monitoring and the treatment of individuals in correction facilities. I began by inquiring into the current regulations around CCTV surveillance in prisons.
1: One thing that we've definitely seen in the correctional setting is that the technology often is going faster than perhaps we can catch up with it. Certainly, like the ombudsman's criticisms in the context of OCF relate to the fact that there is CCTV in places where people are doing things that we standardly assume are private. Uh, So things like going to the bathroom and taking showers.
0: Right, and so why are um, those that that usage of CCTV at the Otago Correction Facility in those more private areas problematic?
1: So, in this context, it's not necessarily about regulations around CCTV. It's more that we have specific guidelines about how people can be treated uh, in correctional spaces, and that usually uh, refers back to, you know. Broader UN conventions around human rights that New Zealand's um, a signatory to. So, in this instance, the ombudsman is raising um, the Convention against Torture, other cruel, inhuman or degrading treatment or punishment, and that's there's a few areas where the ombudsman in recent years has been criticising correctional institutions because uh, they're not meeting our requirements. And this is one example.
0: Is it significant in this case that there were prisoners under the age of 18 that were affected?
1: It's definitely significant because we should always be more uh, cautious and we should try harder to protect our more vulnerable people, which includes people under the age of 18 who are in correctional settings.
0: In your opinion, was this finding a surprise or is it quite common in correctional facilities across the country?
1: Uh, The expanding use of CCTV is uh, a key thing we're seeing in correctional facilities, sure, but also more broadly. I think we've already also seen um, the expansion of CCTV on the Otago campus recently, things like that. So we're seeing an expansion of surveillance. It serves various purposes, um, CCTV, in a correctional setting. And I think it's really important that we consider what we're trying to do in a certain instance and whether we're being effective with that.
0: Right. So on that note, um, what are some of the benefits of CCTV? How can it be used to support both prisoners and workers?
1: So while we don't have research in New Zealand that looks at this, more broadly in, for example, in Australia, there's been some research and some other research internationally, which shows that incarcerated people often do actually support some level of surveillance because, you know, it can be a dangerous place, prison. So it, there's a feeling that it might provide some level of safety, but they, uh, they do not support it in places where they feel they should be able to have privacy. So it's not that there should necessarily be no surveillance, but certainly um, in places where people would like to be private, that's a key issue. One thing we have to keep in mind is as a society, we've moved towards greater and greater use of CCTV, but there is very little evidence that it's effective at doing anything except reducing theft, uh, particularly in parking lots. So we seem to be wanting to use something that's quite an effective tool at situational crime prevention to serve a whole range of purposes that we don't have any evidence that it does actually serve
0: what are some arguments against extensive surveillance and correctional facilities through things like CCTV?
1: Because CCTV can be somewhat effective around things like um, it tends to be theft that it's more effective around. There's no evidence that CCTV really reduces violence, um, but it can therefore have some role in terms of contraband and so on in a correction setting. Another key issue, though, is that often the use of things like CCTV and surveillance in corrections is partly done because of, particularly in private spaces, is partly done because of concerns around uh, self-harm and suicide in correctional settings. And I think corrections is actually in a really difficult space where in order to protect people's human rights by trying to keep them safe, uh they're also impinging on people's rights by removing their uh, their dignity and uh, subjecting them to inhumane treatment. And this, this is also an issue that's been raised around things like the use of restraints uh, in corrections and how people are treated in the at-risk units, um, which often starts to look a lot like solitary. So again, going against human rights. However, you know, I'm not sure that Corrections necessarily has the tools to deal with all the things they're having to deal with. There are very high rates of having experienced trauma, of um, child abuse, of PTSD, of um, substance use disorders and other uh, mental health disorders in incarcerated populations. And there's limited resourcing, limited tools uh, and limited you know approaches that Corrections is able to use. So sometimes I actually think they're in a very difficult space And the question might become whether um, some people are best served by being in that prison space, given the gravity of concerns around self harm and suicide and so on.
0: Would things like the pixelation of CCTV footage rectify part of this problem?
1: I feel that not having cameras in places where people are going to be naked is probably a minimum that we should do for our. Uh, Prisoners for incarcerated people um, in New Zealand. And I think that's a kind of good standard that the Ombudsman is arguing. And if that's not enough, if we can't keep people safe in those settings, we should perhaps start to question the setting rather than limit that kind of access to privacy and dignity as a human being.
0: So, my final question for you is what would CCTV and monitoring in prisons ideally look like?
1: I think the main thing always when technology is introduced is we should work out exactly what we're trying to achieve and then we should evaluate whether we are achieving those goals Um, and we should only use things like surveillance and punishment to the extent that they are achieving clearly articulated goals. So I would like to see evidence-based evaluations and corrections of of the use of things like CCTV and other forms of surveillance. Um, And I would like it to be really serving very clear and justified goals in that setting. I think that's what we'd like to see. And also just no more cameras where people are naked.
0: That was Dr Fairley Gilmore, Senior Lecturer with the Otago University Criminology and Gender Studies Department, talking about CCTV usage in correctional facilities and its relation to the treatment of incarcerated individuals in society.